Fusion, the international science radio show. We have a bouncer and the doors of perception. The good, the bad, the ugly. It gets pretty exciting. The myths, the truths. Toxicology. Astro seismology. Magnetism. The dark side. Genetically engineered potatoes. Planetoid. Planetoid. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Diffusion. Sit back and relax while we infect weird and wonderful science directly into your genome. I'm Ian Wolfe. Have you ever wanted to be on radio? I've performed the experiment and now I can report the results. On this special edition, we celebrate 20 years of Diffusion. But first up, here's news of teenage weird science. Religion in his genes. A third-year student from Fanton Latour College in Grenoble in France has encoded passages from the Bible and the Quran into DNA and then injected himself with one scripture in each leg. The 14-year-old biohacker, Adrienne Locatelli, started with some passages from Genesis in the Old Testament, which he downloaded in Hebrew from foralab.ch. He then took the Hebrew alphabet and wrote next to them the DNA codons, guanine, adenine, thymine and cytosine, G-A-T-C, and repeated this all the way down the alphabet from Aleph to Tav. He used this table to encipher the passages from Genesis, ignoring spaces and punctuation. He encoded Genesis 1-1 to Genesis 11-9, leaving out 210 to 214, Genesis 5 and Genesis 71 to 75 as being too controversial. The encoding produced a gene sequence he called DNA 11261. From the Quran, he downloaded the Surah Arad from holyquran.net. Adrian deleted all the letters of the Surah except Alif, Lam, Mim, Ra, and Sad. He encoded these as G, A, T, and C, producing the gene sequence he calls DNA1511. He used the translate tool from expacy.org to create the actual proteins and then implanted the Hebrew scriptures into a viral vector, an actual virus to carry the genetic code into his cells. He injected the virus containing Bible passages into his left thigh, for the gene sequence encoding the Quran passage, he sent it to Proteogenics, who synthesized the protein it encodes. He injected this protein, encoding the passage from the Quran, into his right thigh. Adrian reports inflammation for a day in the leg where he injected the Bible, but no inflammation in the leg where he injected the Quran. Adrian wrote up his project in a paper he titled the first injection in a human being of macromolecules whose primary structure was developed from a religious text, which he published on Open Source Foundation OSF preprints. Under the title, Human Subject Approval, Adrian wrote, I am the only subject of this study, and I gave my informed consent. 
Adrian is also an aspiring scriptwriter with a YouTube series about being in the third year of middle school in France, called Les Troisièmes. Adrian seems to have done this to be first, and out of a passion for biology and an interest in religion. While Adrian has shown how easy it is for anyone to pursue their own biohacking project, hopefully religious extremists don't use this technique to spread the scriptures with real viruses. If he doesn't get the religious fundamentalist breaking down his doors for heresy and blasphemy, Adrian may just be up for the Templeton Prize in Religiously Inspired Science. You're listening to Ian Wolf on Diffusion Science Radio. Send emails to science at diffusionradio.com. We're brought to you across Australia on the Community Radio Network and podcast over the internet on www.diffusionradio.com. 20 years of diffusion! Yay! 20 years ago, I first joined the Discovery Science Show team. Discovery had already been running for a few years. My first experience on radio was in 1996 being interviewed by Peter Spicer on the Future Shock Show on 2SER. He'd come along to a Sydney Futurian science fiction meeting and asked for people he could interview. Ian is a member of the Futurian Society. Now They're a group who meet every month to discuss all things science fiction. Now, Ian has also been reading and reviewing science fiction for just about as long as he can read. And so far in his life, he has been involved with physics, astronomy and computing science, where he now works in the Faculty of Mathematical and Computing Sciences. Welcome to Future Shock, Ian. Hello. Ian, what's the future in your mind? The future? Mm. I think the future is going to be a bit more of an interesting place than most people expect. There's so many different factors going on that writers have to sort of focus on a narrow part of the future trends. So there's, it's going to be extremely complicated. Is the future the next 10 minutes or the next 10 years or the next 10 centuries? Oh, I'd say the next 10 years, much more beyond the next 10 years at the rate that scientific discovery is progressing. It's sort of accelerating and becoming exponential. You won't be able to predict what's happening much beyond 10, 15 years because there'll be too many brand new things that nobody's thought of yet. It wasn't until 1998 that I saw a post on the Australian Science Communicators mailing list asking me if I wanted to be on radio. Talking about science. I knew straight away it was what I wanted to do. It was a post from a volunteer on the Discovery Science Show at 2SER, the radio station run by the University of Technology Sydney and Macquarie University. I worked at the University of Technology Sydney so it was easy for me to visit their offices on Tuesday night, the 15th of December, 1998, to meet the team on the 26th floor of the UTS Tower and see a show being broadcast live. There were more than 10 volunteers, and we had a meeting once a month to plan out the next 30 days. Who would volunteer to do what? I became good friends with many of the team. My earliest recording on the show is on a cassette from March 1999. If 
anyone listening has recordings of the earlier Discovery Science shows, please let me have a copy for the archives. I can digitise cassettes or mini-discs. Discovery, the National Science Show. Discovery is the show where science meets art, science meets culture, art meets culture, art and culture complement science, science becomes cultured, and art becomes scientific. I'm Carol Oliver. In this edition, we'll examine the state of Australia's drinking water, hear about chronic fatigue syndrome, and will we survive the third millennium? First up, we have the news with Deborah Lum. Over the years, we covered many interesting and varied topics as we learned the broadcasting trade. As we learned, there were also many interesting and varied changes in sound quality. In 1999, my first year of broadcasting, I broadcast interviews about quantum computers, brain-computer interfaces, along with stories about chronic fatigue syndrome, genetic algorithms designing digital hardware, sailing to the stars in microwave spaceships, and RITS, Einstein's forgotten rival. I learned to interview, write, edit, present, and produce. In January of 2000, my second year, the newly elected executive producer of Discovery decided that the team should all take January off. But Lachlan Watmore and I wanted to continue, and Gina Satore was happy to push the buttons and sliders in the studio for us. We were told that if we insisted on producing science programs in January 2000, that we couldn't use the Discovery name. So we called our January shows Axiomatic. No one would have believed in the last year of the 20th century that scientific affairs were being watched from the timeless world of radio. No one could have dreamed that they were being scrutinized as someone with a microscope studies creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. Few listeners even considered the possibility of a summer science radio series, and yet, Across the Sydney metropolitan area, minds were kept stimulated and regarded this earth with wondrous eyes. And slowly, but surely, they tuned their radios to us. Welcome to Axiomatic, the summer science series. We've got a whole lot of stuff for you tonight. I'm Ian Wolfe. And I'm Lachlan Watmore. And uh, in a packed program tonight, we'll be looking at uh, various things that you can do with food. And I'll be looking at a brief biography of the late Dr. Jacob Bronowski. We talked about electric guitars, lithium as a nuclear fuel, cornflakes and circumcision, weird food science, 
drugs that cause orgasms when you yawn, the lethal dose of chocolate, and the Howard government's attack on the ABC. We were not afraid to report on adult stories about the science of sex. For the story on cornflakes and circumcision, after going into the history and science, Lachlan and I wandered up Oxford Street in Sydney, holding a microphone and a tape recorder, and stopped people in the street, men and women, to ask them what was their personal preference, cut or uncut. Sadly, the recording of those Vox Pops got lost. And when it came time to broadcast the story, Lachlan brought in his friend Sophie instead. And she answered the question for us. Hmm, good question. Circumcised versus uncircumcised. Um, I hope my husband's not listening to this. The phone went wild. People who phoned didn't want to disagree with my story about the science or the history. They wanted to disagree with Sophie's personal preference. At the end of 2000, there was an unfortunate outbreak of office politics. When it was all resolved, most of the cassette archives of the shows vanished. The show continued in a more carefully egalitarian and open fashion, with everybody covering all of the roles, from production, technical support, to interviews, feature writing, news and presenting, and we were very wary of anything unfriendly. To see a world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wild flower. Hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. Hello and welcome to Discovery, to SCR's National Science Show where science, arts and culture meet to organise the revolution. I'm Ian Wolfe, and on this edition, we're seeing why Australian science is history, and looking at Fijian iguanas and the death of the ABC TV science unit. But first up, here's the news with Tim Baines. I reported on faster-than-light messages, artificial intelligence and military strategy, speech recognition, scientifically plausible aliens the climate sceptics of 2002, how grapefruit juice can get you pregnant, how semen is an antidepressant for women, night terrors, cybernetic cockroaches, and eternal youth. Prior to 2005, I'd put digitised versions of the show up on a website for people to download. In 2005, iTunes hit Australia and Discovery Science Radio started podcasting. And we received a cease and desist letter from the Discovery Channel. They feared that our free science podcast might be mistaken for their free science podcast. Hello. The following program is a special Christmas edition of a certain long-running science show on Australian Community Radio. But since this recording was made, we've received a cease and desist order from an international cable television network with the same name as our humble community radio science show. Our show still exists, 
we're just not allowed to use the old name. So, as a public service, in the program that follows, every reference to our name has been played backwards to avoid confusion. The show will return in 2006, bringing you the best bits from the world of science each week, but we'll be broadcasting under a new banner. So, sit back and enjoy this, the Christmas special of the science show we used to call... Welcome. 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 Stand and welcome. Hello, good evening and welcome. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You're vaccinated. Sounds like a lot of fun. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. Now to the speeded up brain of the user, that sound lasts for four hours and sounds like this. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Erexit. We change the name of the show to Diffusion. We examine the 2007 Access ID card, self-driving cars, dating science, complementary medicine, zero-point energy, nuclear waste, power-dressing giant frogs with ID cards, the science of Doctor Who, the science of American superheroes, electric spaceships, vitamin C and sex, Bionic eyes, synthetic biology, brain magnets, kind meat, frozen brain banks, the singularity, and many more things. In 2011, Diffusion won the Best Talk Show Award from 2SER. In 2012, Diffusion won a $10,000 production grant from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. But we never saw a cent of it. In 2013, 2SER demanded all volunteers sign a 30-page agreement giving all copyright to 2SER for everything we created, including non-radio material like books and inventions, in return for no money. Many volunteers refused to sign. In response, 2SER took the cast of four people producing Diffusion out of the broadcast programming because we didn't sound like Radiolab, despite the fact that Radiolab has 15 full-time paid staff, and we had just four volunteers. 2SER promised that I could still use the studios to produce the show for the podcast and the community radio network. But soon afterwards, they locked us all out. The other volunteers lost heart and went on with their lives. I continue producing weekly diffusion programs for the community radio network and podcast audience. Charles Willock who'd been contributing to the show when his PhD in computational image analysis allowed, offered to fact-check the news and sound-check the show to keep production standards high. From 2013 to the present, I've been producing all of the content on Diffusion other than occasional guest spots from John August and Meow Ludo Meow Meow. I interview people in their labs or offices or at conferences and talks or in the Community Broadcasting Association studios in Redfern. Looking back at the science stories of 2018 on Diffusion, I discussed non-genetic inheritance with Angela Crean, the brain as a forgetting machine with Rodrigo Kian Queroga, the first death by driverless car, asteroid mining with William Crow, Tesla's giant battery starting in South Australia, open source insulin with Alex Kelly, apps designed by neuroscientists to hack your brain for a fee. Toby Walsh spoke about artificial intelligence, 
Naomi Kobelik talked about how she models multiple sclerosis in stem cells. Nushin Nazari talked about detecting diabetes in your breath. Kit Prendergast, the bee babette, talked about Australian native bees. I talked about computers made from engineered human cells, the world's first illegal satellite launch of swarming space bees with space lawyer Stephen Freeland. The Parker Solar Probe was launched by NASA. The Alter Ego headset listens to your internal voice. Andrea Leong from the Science Party talked about the March for Science. Plastic for Plants from Prawns by Jared Wood. Science comedians David Farmer and Jackson Varhor talked about why you aren't dead yet. Narelle Cockchetton talked about therapeutic honey. Toby Hendy spoke about the physics of poked plants. Samira Ailey talked about using ant venom to save the world. We discovered that there are live, bodiless pig brains. Akane Tanaka found new treatments for autoimmune disorders by studying how parasites hack our immune system. Michael Wajaja talked about bacteria using cleavage. Kate Wilson talked about the virtual Penrith Observatory. Daniel Buzo talked about manuka honey and bacteria. Tim Cannon talked about implanting devices in your hands for fun and profit. The My Health Record opt-out site failed in July. Brett Libri talked about diagnosing myalgic encephalomyelitis chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. Derek Muller talked about Making Vitamania, the documentary. Kate Zamardik talked about biotoxins found in supplements. Christina McGee talked about secret science events for Science Week at the Royal Botanic Gardens. Lana Kajlik talked about Operation Crayweed and her seaweed science at Science Week. Dana Lydell talked about memory and amnesia. Mutu Veleapen, men's hearts with groovy patches. Meow Ludo Meow Meow talked about light bulb terrariums, biodomes, space stations and biobusinesses. Sander Franson talked about when the stars will align for zero carbon energy in New South Wales. Meow Ludo Meow Meow returned to talk about the legalities of travelling with an implanted opal ticket. Vanessa Perotta used drones to sample whale snot. I had a chat with Meow Ludo Meow Meow about the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, realistic robots and growing plants in space. Colonising Mars and Australia's space agency. Lizzie O'Shea talked with me about the Australian Anti-Encryption Assistance and Access Bill in October which was passed with bipartisan support this December. Richard Charlesworth talked about examining gene expressions to diagnose celiac disease. Stephen Freeland spoke to me about the US Space Force. The privacy director from My Health Record quit. And there were 99 data breaches from My Health Record. Bernard Robinson Dunn spoke to me about why you should opt out of My Health Record this January. Nicholas Schmidt and Peter Boacek spoke about planetary defence from asteroids. The world's first genetically modified CRISPR babies were born, one of them with HIV immunity, and the scientist responsible has now gone missing, presumed to be disappeared by his government. Peter Zing spoke about transhumanism and emerging technologies. Meow Ludo Meow Meow returned to talk about engineering cat girls. Elise Sue spoke about full unemployment at Transhumanism Australia, and we discovered that there are more than 23 tonnes of germs that have been discovered 
deep underground. Would you like to hear your voice on radio? Record a voice memo on your phone or use the voicemail tab on the website. We need more people contributing stories to Diffusion. Send your contributions, opinions, helpful suggestions and donations to science at diffusionradio.com. That's science at diffusionradio.com. And please do send me an email with a question I can answer on the show. Please like the Diffusion Science Radio page on Facebook and rate the show on iTunes. Tell your friends. Follow me on Twitter at Ian Wolf. The news music was Rhinos Theme by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Sound check and fact checking by Charles Willock. I produce Diffusion, which is broadcast around Australia to 28 stations on the community radio network, including 2 RBM in the Blue Mountains of New South Wales, 8 Triple C in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek, 2 MVR in Nambucca Valley. 3MBR in the Mallee Border Districts of Victoria and South Australia, City Park Radio 7LTN in Launceston, Tasmania, 2XXFM in Canberra, and my local station 2RDJ in Burwood, New South Wales. Diffusion is syndicated globally on the National Science Foundation Science 360 Internet Radio Station and also on astronomy.fm. Subscribe to our podcast on the Diffusion website, www.diffusionradio.com. That's www.diffusionradio.com and check the website for links, photos and videos about this week's show. If you enjoyed the show, you can explore more than 950 previous episodes archived on diffusionradio.com where the shows are labelled by keywords so you can focus in on the stories you want to hear. Join my patrons at patreon.com diffusionradio, make a donation through paypal.me slash or listen to Diffusion on your phone or tablet through Radio Public. Subscribe to the Diffusion YouTube channel at youtube.com slash c slash Diffusion Radio. Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and have a terrific New Year. Keep listening. I'm Ian Wolfe. Join us inside your audio device of choice for more science wondering next week on Diffusion Science Radio. Science is fun. It helps you to learn, to know, and to appreciate. When you study science, you may go on field trips. You discover the marvelous interrelationships between all living things. You learn to read the history of the Earth as it is written in rocks and fossils. You find out what makes things tick. Everything from a molecule to a living organism. In the study of science is found the most useful and satisfying knowledge of man. Knowledge of his physical world, its past, its present, and its future. And in your moments of relaxation, now and in the years to come, you will find the study of science leading you into fascinating pursuits. Photography. Collecting. Why study science? Study science because you will find in the study of science a richer, more rewarding life.